This is the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith and life and adulting, your relationships, your finances. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. Happy Friday, everybody. We want to see you end your week strong, but start your weekend even stronger. We are your hosts, and we just want to say thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, listening, but ultimately submitting your questions because every episode we unpack something that you as a young adult are asking, you're navigating the ways of life, or you're maybe you're extreme adulting. Maybe you're married, you're having kids, you're buying a house, you're finding that first job, you're thinking about retirement, even at the age of 25, beginning with the end in mind. So I love it. I love FYI podcast. If you're newer to the journey, like Micah mentioned on the top, we're your hosts. Mm-hmm. We drop new episodes every Friday. Mm-hmm. Young adults, look, young adults came to us and said that the church isn't answering the questions that they have. Mm-hmm. And that if we're not careful, we can ask or, or really answer questions that nobody's asking. Mm-hmm. And so you can join the journey. And there's a library now of close to 60, maybe 60 some episodes, 60 and some change yeah. um, conversations where we unpack your questions. We'll bring on guests from time to time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times this is Micah and I sticking with scripture, going straight to God's heart through his word. And the questions come from you as the listener. And so you can tell them how that they can submit a question if they have one. Here, you guys can go to us on Instagram. You can direct message us. You can just let us know what the question is. So at FYI podcast, podcast, you can submit Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know some of your thoughts, your questions that you're wrestling with. But you may also be wondering, how can you meet young adults your age if you're in the state of Minnesota or beyond? Or maybe we want to meet you and we're inviting you in on the next journey and next event, Josiah. It's happening in May 12th through the 14th. You can register. You can get your ticket. You get two nights stay. You get three meals. You have the whole enchilada. I mean, you will have breakout sessions. You will get a hopefully meet and greet. We will get to meet and greet you yeah. in person, not only online, but Josiah, how do they register? What can they expect? Yep. Just tell them a little bit about that. Oh, man, F- FYI, guys, if you're a part of the crew, please join us at the YA Weekend, Young Adult Weekend. It's in Minnesota, Alexandria at Lake mm-hmm. Geneva, which is an amazing camp. It's expanding. It's right on a lake. So if you need to get away from the buzzing, ringing, and dinging of your smartphone, the mm-hmm. challenges of life, take off work, do whatever you got to do. Hey, your way to Alexandria, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And to register and details, it's uh you go to www.youngadults.today slash the and then dash WKND the weekend. You can click on our events tab there at Young Adults Today. And look, mm-hmm. we will be there. There'll be probably 50 plus churches, hundreds of young adults, and join your faith with ours. Start your stum- summer off strong. That's right. And um, you can submit questions, like Micah said. Mm-hmm. We hope to see you this May at the weekend, and we'll recap. We'll be sure um, in the next few weeks to do an episode where we recap all that God has been doing. That's right. Um, I know God is moving, and we just right. want to, like, I think it was... Um, Henry Blackaby, who wrote, find what God's doing and join it. Be a part of what God's doing. And so this week, uh, the question of the day or of the week, have at it. Here it is, everybody. And this might be something that every young adult is actually asking in their heart of hearts is what is biblical dating? And Devin, thank you for sending in a DM, replying to our story with uh, that question Mm -hmm. and what is biblical dating and as we 
dive into this. Uh, I think as the listener, this is one of your favorite topics. Mm-hmm. Micah, this is really one of your favorite topics to talk on a podcast about, mm-hmm. to write a book. Yeah. You've written Worth the Weight Journal, mm-hmm. which everyone should go pick up a copy and journal to their future spouse. Yeah. They, they can put God's word at the center, journaling, prayer, fasting, and then present this journal as a gift to their future spouse, Worth the Weight Journal mm-hmm. on Yeah, So we can link that in the, in the show notes, I would say for sure. Where does this passion come from, from you? Like, why do you love talking about singleness and dating and waiting in God's plan through it all? Oh my gosh. Oh, I think it comes from my personal experience. So I, I've said this hundreds of times, probably you might be sick of hearing it, but in a relationship 18 and 25, and I think not inviting God in on that, not praying about it before I said yes to a relationship and not putting Christ at the center of it all. And I think that can destroy your trajectory of where God has you, or you can be redeemed in the process of discovering maybe this person's not for me or maybe everybody's story is a little different. Right. But I think my passion comes from my own experience and knowing that relationships and young adults aren't going anywhere. And I love this topic because I'm an open book when it comes to this. So to see young adults wrestle in the best of ways through the dating process or through the singleness process. I love just coming alongside those like hearts that are just trying to navigate that and just encourage them. Because there's one thing that I said, you guys, I think I took an inner vow without knowing what an inner vow mm-hmm. was. And that's making a promise to yourself that you're never going to become like so-and-so. You're never going to experience X, Y, and Z. Fill in the blank with whatever you want to say. And comparing my life to other people's lives in the process. So even recognizing like my mom got married at 21, right? So my dad said, if no one marries you by the time you're 21, I'll marry you. And so I always heard that story of just like, oh my gosh, like they had like, no one's going to marry you by the time you're 21. Well, guess what? Mom turned 21 in December. They were married by the end of January. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And then to have kids along the way, which is awesome and beautiful. And they obviously love each other. But then I compared my life at like 24. Okay. Mom was 24 when she had me. So I should be done having children and on the trajectory of college, my husband figured out the house figured out all before you're 30, right? Like that was something that I thought about. So helping encourage people between the ages 18 and 30, um, in whatever season that they're in is super fun to me because we always come back to scripture. We always come back to the word of God. We always identify the brokenness. We identify the dysfunction or we identify the ugliness in ourselves to become the best version of ourselves yeah. for that future spouse, because then it'll be a win-win. Cause if we're not ready to work on ourselves in singleness, Oh, why do I want to bring my ugly, dirty laundry into relationship and have somebody else look at it? Cause they can't fix it. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Lots of layered passions in there, I guess. For sure. What I heard you describe is like this, this feeling or fear of falling behind. What would you say to the person who says this, Micah? They say, first of all, dating's hard in 2023. I can't imagine. Yes. Correct. So we would validate that, how challenging it is, especially if you're wanting to honor God, put him first with sexual purity, all those things Mm -hmm. waiting for marriage. It's very challenging. No question. But then the question is, what would you say to somebody who is 20, 25, 30, 35, Mm -hmm. and either fears that they're falling behind or feels like they've fallen behind? Hey, I would say number one, I can relate because I didn't get married till I was 30. Mm -hmm. 
So I think that my story, even if you want to come through the screen and be like, Micah, you don't know, fill in the blank, my story, you don't know, like I'm hurt, I'm broken, I want somebody. Well, guess what? God wants somebody for you too, but he needs to come first. Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage the heart, like something that changed my life um, is don't just settle. That is one phrase that literally like tore me to the core of my being of like, oh my gosh, like if I stay in this relationship, which I was in at the time, I would have settled along the way and not been able to experience God's best, which was Josiah. And I'm not looking at like, I'm going to date somebody for a little bit. And if God brings somebody better, dump them and move on to re-up or I don't know, level up in whatever department, but just really want to encourage you, like don't settle along the way. If you don't have peace, it's probably not from God. If you're trying to convince yourself, Andy Stanley talks about this. If you have to convince yourself that something is right, it's probably the wrong thing. Or if you have to convince yourself to do something or say yes to a job or yes yeah. to a relationship, it's probably not the right thing because you should feel peace. Mm-hmm. You should feel God's presence and it should be fun in the process. Like it should be exciting. It should be fun and inviting God in the center. So I would say, don't just settle and he or she, whoever you're looking for um, in the relationship as a listener is really to recognize that they are worth the wait. and sexual purity is worth fighting for in a day and age that maybe says otherwise. So things I just encourage you with. I love it. We're diving in deep with Devin's question here on the FYI podcast. We're talking about what is biblical dating. And I just want to say this, that dating isn't in the Bible. Yeah. If you didn't know that. Dating, you don't find it in the Old Testament. It was more arranged marriage culture. Mm -hmm. Um, dating isn't really in the new Testament. So where are we going to draw from when Mm -hmm. we, when we come back to Micah's thoughts, not my thoughts, right? Let's, let's first of all, recognize that God has a different way of thinking than we do. We see that even in Isaiah. I love Proverbs 13, 20, which if we had a verse of the day, I'm going to give you two. Okay. One old Testament, one new Testament walk with the wise and Mm -hmm. grow wise. Um, for a companion of fools suffers much harm. Proverbs 13, 20. And if you don't believe me, just look at dating today. Look at how broken marriage is. Look at how convoluted family is and just how our world is not walking in Christian wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so you have consequences with sin equals death. Mm -hmm. And um, so walk with the wise and become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. Then Ephesians 5, 15, this is Paul writing. He says, be very careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the Mm -hmm. most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Mm -hmm. And so to recap, dating isn't in the Bible, Mm -hmm. but singleness is in the Bible. So if you're in a season of singleness, check this. Everyone on planet earth was born single and Mm -hmm. they might be single by choice. They might have been married and now they're single again. So marriage is never a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Dating isn't a guarantee. It's not, we're not entitled to it. It's not a right, but it is a choice. Mm -hmm. And, but singleness is part of God's plan. Yeah. We also see marriage uh, as celebrated. Singleness is celebrated. Why? Because God creates everyone single. Mm -hmm. And then how does the old Testament begin in Genesis, Timothy Keller in a great book, by the way, the meaning of marriage. He points this out. This is where I get this from. Marriage, uh, the Bible begins with marriage in Genesis and ends with marriage in Christ in the church 
in Revelation. Mm-hmm. So you have Adam and Eve, you have mm-hmm. Christ in the church. So singleness and marriage. And then here's three mm-hmm. things that I think are talked about or taught in the Bible and the New Testament. First is courtship or engagement or commitment. Okay. Yeah. Because we see this with the parents of Jesus, Mary and Joseph were what? Pledged to be married. Mm-hmm. So I would say what, what would be a fair word? Engaged, courting, arranged marriage that hadn't happened yet, but they were committed to each other, right. even to a point that in a culture where Mary starts showing and people are like, Joseph, are you going to be a man of your word? Yeah. Man, I'm sure that that had happened to other people who hadn't waited for marriage. And yet Joseph hears from God. Mm-hmm. He hears from an angel and he keeps that commitment. So commitment, mm-hmm. even before the covenant of marriage, we, we see that. We then mm-hmm. see this thing. Sex is reserved for marriage, mm-hmm. according to the teachings of scripture. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is our phraseology is a Christian New Testament marriage. Mm-hmm. I think those three words are mm-hmm. really key to hone in on too. And if you've been with us um, on FYI for any length of a journey, Christian meaning Christ is at the center, New Testament meaning there's some crazy stuff that happened in the Old Testament, and then marriage meaning that it's a covenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just want to pause here and say that this is, I think, your favorite topic on FYI. Ooh, we have grown, a list of them, don't we? Yeah, I've grown to love this conversation about dating. We're going to hone in on dating in just a few minutes. But some of the episodes that we've talked about similar topics, um, about 60-ish episodes, mm-hmm. eight or so of those have been about love, sex, dating, and relationships. Yeah. So I don't know, 10% or so of the episodes, singleness and confidence is one of them. Flirting versus intentional pursuit. We talked, we had a whole episode about bad breakups. There was one that was very well received, approaching dating God's way with our friend Tavares Gray. Oh yeah, yeah. Godly Dating yep. 101. Um, we were asked our best marriage advice. Love that episode. Boundaries. And that applies to every season of life especially relationship. Mm -hmm. These two are two of the top downloaded episodes. These next two, is there the one? Great question. Great question. And then the last one, what does a healthy Christian relationship look like? And that is the most viewed, most streamed, most Mm -hmm. downloaded Mm -hmm. and most shared episode. So you guys are showing up when we answer these questions. And babe, can you talk about um, and, and I would just say to the listener, go back and listen, or maybe you're yeah. in a different season. Maybe you were single and now you're dating. You might, or maybe you were dating and now you're single, or maybe you're married. Like these are great episodes to mm-hmm. share with a friend who's down and out or mm-hmm. discouraged. Right. Um, and so we turn yeah. to God's word, but babe, can you mm-hmm. talk about a few of our values when it comes to dating in a way that's wise, dating yeah. in a way that honors God? dating in a way that honestly it swims upstream in terms of our cultural context in America in 2023. Talk to the listener about some of our values that we get from scripture. Yeah. Well, I would even say just, if you are listening and you are married, you should be pursuing and dating your spouse daily, daily. Like that's a daily decision. If you're choosing to love them daily, you're choosing to pursue them. You're choosing to date them um, daily. So I want you to say, I just want to say that right away. Like that's something fun that you should always be pursued 
and be, be, and be pursuing each other. And not, I'm not talking about playing games. I'm just talking about like pursuing each other in the process of deepening your love and affection for one another. So I guess if your values are praying for your future spouse or praying for the person that you're interested in, even before you even go on a first date, even before you make that first ask, even before you respond. And I think when you pray and you invite God into the center of that equation, whether it's supposed to continue or end, he will give you guidance. Mm -hmm. He will give you people. He'll give you verses. He will give you peace. And if you're trying to convince yourself to stay or be in some form of relationship or on a first date, and some of you, some of you may, may say like, oh my God, what's wrong with the first date? I'll say yes to every first date. Okay. Think about the consequences of every first date. Okay. Just be mindful of like, are you toying with the hearts? Are you inviting God in on it? Or are you trying to convince yourself? So I think even just navigating that Mm -hmm. and wrestling some of those things down in prayer beforehand. And I think when you do that, like when the wrong person asks you, you will already know your answer and you can say it in that moment. And you don't have to say it mean, you can just say, Hey, I'm so thankful that you're showing interest and that you asked, unfortunately, I'm not interested. So my answer is no, mm-hmm. like, don't say I'm not interested because then you leave them with a false hope. Say no, close that conversation as the person who's declining. Right. And I would even say like what values we, even when we were dating Josiah, like we, I didn't play games. Right. And we didn't ghost each other. We totally. didn't punk out on each other. We were very intentional. So I think when you are dating somebody, there's an intentional pursuit to get to know that individual as a person, not put a label on it right away. Yep. And I was just l- literally just was watching something the other day and it said, the hottest flames burn the fastest, but most of those end in divorce, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to put the flame and start this thing on fire and by the end of your first date already putting a label on who you are and what you're doing and maybe you've been friends for 10 years and all of a sudden you just recognize and realize like you're interested in each other well then deepen that friendship before you put a label on it even then so because you have to navigate through some weird water on some of those levels no matter how long you've been friends quote unquote so i would say no games no ghosting be honest upfront communicate if you can communicate well in singleness you're going to become a better communicator in that marriage yeah, i don't they, care if you really want yeah, to, to know to like how to communicate what you want what you don't want what you value what you don't value i mean oh share some of that josiah listening is yeah. a lost art yeah what does james say we're quick to listen we're slow to speak yeah asking questions mm-hmm follow-up questions, communication, verbally, non-verbally, digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I just love that you brought up communication because yeah. I mean, I see it. Communication has never been that more challenging for us because there's little people right. who try to communicate and they're still learning how. Yeah. And so then it, it's like, we're learning once again, how do we communicate? When can we communicate? Yeah. Okay. If somebody's having a meltdown, we can't have a conversation right now. Yeah. So or what we say can be repeated. And it's not <laughs> like it's a bad thing, but it's like, yep. okay, I mean, this is like a private conversation exactly. that we don't open up in front of our children or individuals. I mean, it yep. kind of depends on read the room, right? Yep. Be mindful. And in communication, like really recognizing and realizing, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I would say this in your singleness, when you know who you are and you know whose you are, you will be able to have the yeses and nos pretty well mapped out when mm-hmm. it comes to certain mm-hmm. things. I'm not saying everything, but I'm saying there's a confidence in you that you can articulate that. And it's an unashamed yes and no of like whatever it may be. So 
being clear. When you say maybe, it gives somebody a false hope. When you say, I'm not sure, well, maybe you just need time and space to process whatever's going on, but then put together something that you are going to reconnect and talk about whatever it was. Maybe it was a miscommunication. Maybe it was an argument. Maybe it was some hurt or something that was said. Presenting things with a question is a good approach when it comes to communicating and learning how to ask great questions. I think like Josiah said, is a lost art Mm -hmm. when it becomes that. And when you don't understand something about someone that you're interested in or dating, just say, well, tell me more about that. What did your family dynamic look like? Do you have any siblings? Like when you ask questions, you, you're probing their heart to answer. But in addition to you, like you're showing that you care. Like when you ask questions, that means you care. It doesn't mean that you're nosy and you want gossip. It is strictly the fact that I would say, wow, you are valuing our time together. You let your yes be yes and your no be no. Technology is not coming between us. You Like we're face to face and we can have those conversations and we can identify those questions that we should be asking. We need to ask. And if somebody is really reserved about answering a question, I would say there's two things happening. One, there's a secret sin going on that they're not willing to talk about or not willing to work through. Or on the other side, there's some deep hurt, deep wounds that maybe they have not dealt with. It could be a family dynamic. It could be abandonment issues. Yep. It could be a wall goes up ultimately though. Defense. Yeah. yeah. A defense mechanism. It's, it's yep. fight, flight, faint and something else now there's like four f's that some people Mm -hmm. respond to so if there's a fight or flight that initially spurs up that means there's something inside of them that's maybe not yet wrestled down with the lord and we all need healing and there's all areas but if you're willing to lean into when you want to lean out it forces you to start the healing process Mm -hmm. in addition to just really realizing that where you're broken and if you listen to this podcast like there's nothing wrong with me i'm not broken I'm fine. I can date anybody. I can get anybody's number. Well, then obviously pride is at the center of your heart, you know? So I just want to say like some of those things that you don't realize until you start looking for someone or you start trying to become the person that you need to be to become the best version of yourself, not for somebody else, but for you and for God. So that's oh, a lot of me talking. Goodness. Josiah, do you have any last insight, words of encouragement or anything that you can think of? I mean, what do you wish that you would have known or read prior to dating or marriage engagement? That's a great question. It's the the title um, definitely lends itself more to marriage, but one book that I recommend to all my guy friends, everyone who's single, single yeah, okay, single dating, and and even of course married, but the meaning of marriage mm-hmm. becomes relevant when you're in pre marriage mentoring. Yeah, great book, Timothy Keller. But here's where that book came from is a pastor in New York City who had 90% of his 3,000 plus church congregation that were all single adults. And so that's his heart and God's heart to say, what do you need to know now to prepare for the future? And I think of the opportunity that our life, Jesus Mm -hmm. writes about this in the Sermon on the Mount. He kind of closes the sermon on the mouth is that the wise person to stick with our theme of wisdom, Mm -hmm. the wise person builds their house on the rock. Mm -hmm. Jesus is that rock. He's the chief cornerstone. The wise person builds their house on the rock and lives in a way that when the storm comes, the waves come, the wind Mm -hmm. crashes, but the house still stands. Why? Mm -hmm. Because of the foundation. Yeah. And so when you're single, you're building mm-hmm. that foundation. Yeah. And the foolish person is the person who hears the message mm-hmm. and doesn't do it. They know, but they're they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. They're like, oh, I know that, but I really don't care. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's a tragedy yeah. is the house that collapses. I was just at a conference in Priscilla Shire preached a fire message. This really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And she told the story of in Dallas, there was a hurricane where there was a community of 200 homes. Yeah. 199 of the homes were destroyed. One house stood. It's a true story. You can Google, you can find the image of this hurricane Ike. Mm-hmm. And the moral of the story is to the it's like I think singleness is practice for what? Singleness. It's practice for dating. Mm-hmm. Dating's practice for what? Engagement. Engagement is practice for what? Marriage. Mm-hmm. And along the way, marriage is not practice for divorce. Exactly. It's practice for marriage. Right. And so I think that uh it's just so important, this mm-hmm. topic. And and I just say, like, our heart, our heart is with you and for you. Right. Mike and I, in this community of FYI, let's be a community that dates well. Yeah. And I would just encourage, maybe you're listening and you're like, you've always been in a relationship. Maybe you need a break to experience a breakthrough. Say that again. Maybe you need a break to experience the breakthrough. And I think when that happens and you take time to breathe, maybe you, maybe you're, you're hurt and you're broken and you think that somebody's going to fill that void in your heart or put you back together. Listen, the only person who can put you back together is Jesus Christ. The only relationship that's ever going to fully fulfill you and make you whole and be redeemed, purify, sanctify, come alongside you, love you when you can't even love yourself is Jesus Christ himself. So I just want to encourage you, if you found yourself since seventh grade and you've always had to be in a relationship because you don't know who you are outside of someone, guess what? You need to become someone as an individual that somebody else is and will love down the road, but Jesus loves you. And he's beckoning. I think your heart right now to say, Hey, you need a break so you can experience the breakthrough that I have for you. So if that's you, I want to encourage you to keep going strong. Singleness is fun. I pray that you invite God into your singleness and he will make it fun. He will bring amazing brothers and sisters in Christ alongside you to hold up your arms, to encourage you, to strengthen you as iron sharpens iron, as a friend sharpens a friend. That is what our prayer is for you, that you would enjoy the season. Because once you're married, guess what? Our prayer, and biblically speaking, you cannot go back. You should not go back because you should become the person you are and desire to be in your singleness. And the marriage down the road, if that's one of your desires that you're going to say yes to, will make you a better person when it's built on Christ. And there is that wisdom. There is that knowledge. There is that love that you find in Jesus first, not that spouse or person you're dating. And sometimes you hear a message like this and it feels like it heaps pressure on you. It heaps shame on you. It heaps... That you're falling behind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the message today is the gospel message, which... We don't operate from do, we operate from done. It's the finished work of atonement that Jesus died in our place. And I just want to say this to take the pressure off of you for a second. Don't hear this in a way of, oh, that's pressure on me. No, 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 no. Listen to the gospel and hear this. Take the pressure off because a date is either going to lead to a mate or a heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And along the way, like, take the pressure off of you for a second. Like Micah was saying, Mm -hmm. if you need a season of rest and wholeness and a break to get that breakthrough, um, Mm -hmm. take the pressure off. I think somebody, sometimes so many of us, I can fall into this. I'm falling behind. I've got to do, 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 do. God works while we work and he works while we wait. So wait on 
the Lord today, Isaiah promises, it's a prophecy that those who wait on the Lord mm -hmm. will renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They will soar on wings like eagles. That's our prayer for you. This is the FYI podcast.